So I think using video and using this as a a way to differentiate yourself to show that number one, you're not just a spammer that's they're on a list and they're just getting video after video. It's just generic, but that you've taken the time to research them. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mortgage Influencers, where we bring you professionals who share insight into the latest trends, tips, industry technology, and services to help you be a mortgage influencer in your mortgage business. Well, hi there. Welcome to another episode of Mortgage Influencers. My name is Ginger Bell. I have Scott Shang with me today and Carl and Frank unfortunately cannot join us, but filling in for them is a great friend of mine and someone I'm excited to have share her expertise and that is Rachel Tresh. And Rachel is a business development manager with Annie Mac. So welcome, Rachel. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to to be here and and just get right into it. Lots yeah. to talk about. We are excited to have you on board. So one of the things, obviously, we talk about on uh, on our show is uh, video. We you know talk about more than video, but one of the things that I love that you do in your job is to really engage with video, and so. You know, let's just hop right in there and say, you know, what, what is, what has been the toughest thing about getting involved with video um, and using it in your recruiting? And then after that, what's the easiest thing? So just tackle that right away, because I think that's a, a lot that people have the challenge of just getting started. So what's, what's the toughest thing? I think you're right. I think people hear video and right away, I can't tell you how many people tell me, I could never do video. I have a face (laughs) for radio, literally those exact words. And it's like, well, do you go into the store with a bag over your head? No, (laughs) you are you. So, so I think it's really important to kind of get over that fear and yeah, it's awkward at first. That's probably the, the biggest hurdle to get over because it's not natural to see yourself when you're having a conversation with somebody, right? I mean, video and when we're doing video marketing, I think it's the equivalent of having a face-to-face conversation with someone, but holding up a mirror and not looking at the person you're talking to, but just looking at the mirror the whole time. That would feel totally strange and people would, would think you were crazy. But when we're doing video marketing, you know, we we see ourselves. And, you know, right now I'm looking right into the camera, but a lot of times I see people looking down at themselves right here. And, <laughs> and I think that's a big hurdle too, you know, just to get over those little nuances. Right. Um, But I think, you know, the easiest thing is you can delete anything you don't like. So no one's going to know if you try a new script or you're just doing this for the first time. If you've done 50 takes before you actually send something out, that's fine. Just send the one that works. You don't have to send everything else that didn't work. So, you know, you can you can kind of give yourself some grace and give yourself some time to really perfect your craft and and maybe get over in any insecurities that you might have until you really feel comfortable of putting something out there that you're you're proud of. So I think it's really one of these things that uh, for those of you who are watching who really, really struggle with this, uh, unfortunately, it's not going away. I think it's just going to keep on snowballing and ramping up. So I really do think it's an important piece of technology to to jump on that bandwagon and um, and get good at. 
Yeah. And then that's a lot of it is get good at. You're not going to start out with this amazing video, but the more you do it, then the more comfortable you become with it. And then over time, you can become better at it, right? Absolutely. You know, I tell a lot of people, start with a script, start with something really simple. And there are so many great tools out there that you can have a teleprompter, you know, right within the video app, whatever, there's lots of different platforms you can use, but start with, with a script and then try to gradually get away from that. Because, you know, when we wake up in the morning, do we script out our entire day, every conversation we're going to have with people ahead of time? Absolutely not. So really video is just a conversation. And just to remember that, that it doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to, you know, if you say, you know, or, um, it's okay. That's people are not perfect when they speak. So I think sometimes when things are too perfect or too commercial, there's a place for that, but, but really people want to be a fly on the wall. They want to see who you really are and being authentic in that sense and, and letting people see if you can't remember a word or, you know, you're struggling with how you want to phrase something. It's okay. Yeah. And getting over the scripts, you know, we have a lot of our clients that start out with the scripts that we provide them. And then once they kind of get that, oh, I see how I'm supposed to do this and script it together. In fact, I just had a call with a client before I hopped on here and she had written out her own script and she just wanted, she goes, I just want to run this by you. It's like, you're great at You've got this. If you can write that, you can, you know, do it without recording a video. But I think having an idea. So even if you don't use a script, having an idea, because Scott, you, you're, especially your new podcast that you're doing, and some of them you're doing solo, um, you can't script that whole thing out. No, and and I struggle with this because everybody needs, everybody needs different things to get them over the hump. Right. But the reality is we talk to people about mortgages every single day and we don't need a script. It's this mental, it's this mental hurdle. And this is also kind of why I'm, I don't really like the, well, you don't have to publish it part because you're never going to like it. My, my, my cure is I just don't watch my videos. <laughs> I, I just, do. I do like, them, but I don't, it. <laughs> I don't go back and watch it. And, and I also have this theory that I'm playing with that, that is moving, I think from a hypothesis to a theory is I don't know that we actually get better. I think we just stop caring what people think. Like, and I almost believe that that's what it is because it really gets to this point where you're not worrying about what, even though I will look and I'll be like, I'll have this crazy tuft of hair sticking out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, that looks like I just woke up. But, but there's, it, it really is, you know, in, um, you know, I have a, a content creator community. We got a, a guy in there just got, just getting started. And I absolutely love this guy to death, but he was rough but he hasn't stopped and he keeps cranking out videos like one a day and, and they're getting better and better and better. And I'm seeing less and less edits, but, but he started off scripting, but he just went full bore and just went. And now I'm seeing less and less edits. He's looking at the camera more because he's not having to worry about where his script is and things like that. And I, uh, yeah, it's it's so funny that this is it's like sports, right? It's like 99% mental and there's 1% physical. Like you got to get there and you then you start worrying about your your you know, your scripting and your yeah. 
publishing and you're producing, but you don't even need that stuff anymore. You know, 10 years ago, it was hard to do video. Right. It's easy today. Yeah, honestly, it's so easy. But back to your point, because you mentioned at the beginning, you said you didn't know if people could get better. But yet, he is getting better. So oh, hun- yeah. I yeah. think I think you can get better. You just may never get as good as you want it to be. Well, I, I guess my 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 point there is you're never going to be a Brad Pitt or right. a, you're never going to be a movie star. Yeah. Like like there isn't that you're not you may not achieve that level of that level. But no, you absolutely you you get better by removing fear. Right. And practice. And yeah. and as the because you, it's already in you. You already have these conversations with people you're trying to recruit. You already have these conversations with people you're talking to about mortgages, but it's, and it's so funny, Rachel, you, you kind of said it as soon as, as soon as you get in front of a camera and you're expected to have that conversation in front of a mirror, only talking to yourself, (laughs) everything goes haywire. All your synapses start blowing up and you're just like, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, um, to your point too, Scott, I think we need to remember, and I like that you said, maybe you just stop caring what other people think. Honestly, I think that's, that's a huge, huge factor. You know, I like to think of that as like the swagger effect. You know, once you get your swagger and you're like, you know what, I'm the only me there is, I might as well just be the best version of myself. You do you. Yeah. You You do do you. you. (laughs) And, and, you know, I love the analogy of, Hey, you know, is a palm tree ever going to be an oak tree? No, but you can be the best stinking palm tree there is, but you're never going to be an oak tree. That's you know, right. the world already has a Brad Pitt. We don't need another one, but you right. know, there's only one Scott Shang. So, you know, you better be the best Scott Shang there is. Be that best palm tree. <laughs> I love that. That is, then that's great advice. It, Let your palm, it, palm, palm, bronze fly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. I want to, I want to kind of switch over to, um, you know, you, you don't talk to consumers. And no. so, you know, a, a lot of you that may be watching this, maybe branch managers um, and, and not doing those videos for consumers. And so, you know, that's the next thing. It's like, okay what should you do a video about? Because, you know, as, as a recruiter having, you know, you can't just be over there go, it's not like, you know, an LO saying we've got the best rates come over here. It's like, they, they can't do that. Right. So as a recruiter, you're not talking about, you know, programs or qualifications or money down or things like that. How, how are you doing your videos? What are you talking about? Well, you know, it's so funny you can, it doesn't actually matter what you're talking about. First and foremost, it's about creating that relationship, right? Because we, we have heard this so many times in sales, but it's the no like trust factor. If they don't know you, if they don't like you, they don't trust you. They don't care what you're selling. They ain't talking to you, right? That's just how it is. So I think using video and using this as a a way to differentiate yourself to show that number one, you're not just a spammer. That's they're on a list and they're just getting video after video. It's just generic, but that you've taken the time to research them, to look up them. And, and Hey, I mean, I'll be honest. I do some element of, of a generic video just to, to streamline and and automate a process. But 
I really do think the ones, the videos that I do that I'm maybe holding up a sign that says, hey, Ginger, hey, Scott, you're going to click on that. If you get a video email or uh, a text that has a little GIF moving rather than just a text message, it makes it personal. You know, it's, taking something that's one dimensional, making it three dimensional and making, uh, creating a connection where there is none to begin with is huge. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny that you say that too, because the psychology of that is insane because I never once think, wow, I, I can't believe that Rachel took all that time to write me this email. I've never once thought that if I saw an email come into my email box, but if I see a video and I see that you did a video, I'm like, like automatically I'm like, wow, she, somebody took the time to send me a personal, a personal message. There's a huge psychological impact to that. So is most, is most of your work one-to-one then? Pretty much, you know, I'm talking with loan officers or branch managers, um, but it's that first initial connection that's the hardest to get because people are inundated. You know, oh, yeah. people are inundated with emails. I actually just had to create a new personal email because I was getting so many things from, you know, spam and then school and then I'm missing important emails. So I, I think that's everybody across the board. So mm -hmm. not to say that we shouldn't do them. We still have to have, I think, um, a lot of irons in the fire and, and lots of ways that we're reaching out to people and communicating. But it can't just be you send one email. It has to be um, you send an email, then you follow up with a text, um, and then you do a voice memo in there and say, hey, Scott, it's Rachel. You know, I just sent you an email, a video yeah. email. Would love your input on it. Would love to, to hear your thoughts. Give a, you know, check it out when you have a chance. Then I can see when that, that voice memo, if you have an iPhone, I can see when that disappears. That means they listen to it. And then I can follow up with a direct message on social media. I mean, it, it has to be all of these different mediums. Strategy. To, yeah. It can't just be, oh, I sent an email. Okay. Outreach done. Said no one ever. Yeah. It doesn't work. Well, so, and, you know, there's a, there's, there's no like and trust, but I think what we're talking about is this sort of aspect of familiarity comes first. So it's like you, you have to be seen first and then they start to see you and then they become familiar with you. Then when you make that personal no like and trust video. And so that's top of funnel, middle funnel, right? Mm -hmm. Top of funnel is you're talking about the opportunity and people are seeing you talking about it. They opt in or they do something, they lift, raise their hand, and then you make a personal connection. So it's sort of that first they have to know you exist. <laughs> then they have to get to know you, then they'll determine whether they like you and then they'll decide to do business with you. Exactly. And that's where the content comes in. So when we're talking about, you know, for me, it's recruiting for Annie Macro Mortgage. So I'm talking about um, all of our differentiators, all of our things that have worked for our loan officers. You know, I have a, a podcast on lending leadership where I'll have people from Animac on telling their story. Um, I'll have other industry professionals and, you know, not just mortgages um, in finance or just sales in general. And, you know, being someone who is a thought leader, being someone who's adding value, not just in the mortgage space, but, oh, okay, Rachel has young kids too. Or, oh, this is interesting. Oh, she sings in her church as a worship leader. Or, oh, she's a Girl Scout troop leader. How'd she get suckered into that? Because I got suckered into that too. You know, creating different channels where people can relate to you. Um, but it doesn't just stop with whatever your industry is. It's, I think, you know, creating the relationship. Yes, being the thought leader in that industry, but then bringing in every aspect of life. 
And I think it's so funny because years ago, I think Ginger, we may have talked about this a while back, but years ago it was like, oh, don't add anything personal. Yeah. Don't bring personal business into your your corporate business, into your your job. But now it's if you're not doing that, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. And so within reason. I mean, there's certain things obviously you may well, not sure. want to share. Sure. But but that's how you develop a relationship is people get to know, like, and trust you. So establish, establishing yourself as an authority in what you do, which video can do that. So sharing that information, but bringing in the other side too, of that authenticity and who you really are. Yeah. Right. And so combining the two of them is so important, but that's building a relationship. You're just doing it in a different medium. Yeah. So that that's all it is. It's like you think about when you go to a conference and you go to a conference, you meet someone, you have a conversation with them, you see them, right? And you find out, you know, what are, what are the things that you talk about? You talk about family, right? Trips, things like that. That's a conversation you have. So in our virtual world we're living in, it's like going to a conference and having a conversation with someone, um, to find out a little bit about them. And so it's doing the same thing. You know, combining that I think is important and you, it doesn't all have to be on video. You know, you nope. can do, you know, post little things, you know, Scott, you moved to, to Denver. So, you know, sharing what's happening, you know, with the weather, we always get, you know, caught up on that right away. I'm a Denver girl grew up there. It's like, I want to hear about it. You know, that's a personal connection. It's like, oh, you're in Denver. I grew up in Denver. And when you share that on social, along with the business, then that develops the relationship. Well, and I think the relationship piece is so important as we're talking about as we're talking about uh, recruiting and leadership and business development, because it at least I mean, with consumers, you want to build that relationship and do business with them for as, as many times as they ever refinance or buy or, or, or refer you. But when you're building relationships with team members, you're bringing employees into a culture, you're bringing them in, you're building. I've been doing this for a really long time. And there was, there was always, you know, there are certain markets where the grass is always greener, right? And, and loan officers are just hopping from one company to another. There's no loyalty. Maybe there's a signing bonus over there. Maybe there's a promise of leads. Maybe there's a promise of comp. And then they get over there and it's just another mortgage company and they hate it and they want to go someplace else. But this, what we're talking about today and the way, you know, Rachel, you're approaching your, your business like this hasn't this this hasn't really been done before. I think this is sort of the the new emerging using video and using content as a leadership and as a recruiting strategy is is so powerful because I mean it just it kind of goes also back to you know I don't remember what the number is anymore, but let's just say it costs you ten times more to retain a client than it does to get a new one. Well, the same goes with team with your team, right? Building employees as a, as a, a business owner or something like that. It costs a lot of money and energy to hire new people. So you take a little time to do it and build that relationship on the front end. And then they're making decisions based on their comfort with the relationship, not just what you're going to pay me, what you're going to do. You know, they're the, the, we always talk, you know, those of us that have been in sales forever, we always talk about this money, 
everybody thinks money is a motivator, but it really isn't. It's just kind of the ticket to the ball game. And if the money is there, everything else is what's most important. Yeah, it's so, it's so true. And you know, it's funny, um, as much as I am recruiting, um, we're, it's not just a one-sided equation. You know, we're, we're looking at, at our return on investment. Also, we're looking at, at, at our recruits as coming on board as part of our family. You know, we want to yeah. make sure that we're not just taking anybody. We're very exclusive. So, so on the flip side, when I see somebody who puts out a lot of video or a lot of content, I feel like not only are they getting to know me, but I'm getting to know them much faster and in a much different light. Wait, and, wait, um, wait a minute, Rachel. Are you trying to tell me that resumes aren't real? <laughs> I, I didn't say nothing about that. Don't put minute, words in my mouth. <laughs> I, goes out the I, just, I just looked at all their past jobs and I knew they were a rock star. You mean it doesn't work anymore? I mean, yeah. hey, it's it's a lot of different things working together, right? But I think sometimes when we see that resume, but then we we take a little step further to realize, oh, there, there's actually a human being behind this resume yes. and there's stories and there are experiences. Yeah. And when we can open that Pandora's box in a sense and, and take a glimpse into what their day-to-day -day life is to see what other people say about them, to see how they interact with their clients on social media. If they do, I see a lot of loan officers doing co-branded videos with their realtors. I love that. It tells me right away who they are. It's, I mean, it's, it's such a great way to establish. And, and sometimes, Hey, sometimes people are doing all this social media, but then maybe the volume isn't quite there. So we have to have a balance. We have to have a balance of having the, that forward facing marketing, having the social media presence, but then also, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk, if you know what I mean. Well, and, and this didn't even really enter my mind until as we're kind of talking about this right now, it it's, it's, um, Oh, I just lost my thought. Oh, we're dying to know. Darn it. Well, we'll no, I like so two or three things. So you guys keep going. I'll find it. Yeah. I'll find so, Oh no, no, that's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> okay. So so this is really this is this is so cool and important. If you're a loan officer listening to this and you don't think like if you don't own your own company how important is their history of creating content? Like as a recruiter, you're looking at them and you're looking at their entire social history and you're looking at what videos they're publishing um, because the fact that you're willing to do that is an asset that you want to bring into your culture. So on the flip side, yeah, we want to be creating video to grow business, but it's also going to attract other business opportunities. Yeah, it's like your own resume. And, and yes. honestly, sometimes people think, well, I just do a ton on Facebook. Well, guess what? If you're yeah. only doing posts and videos on Facebook, I'm sure you both have had this happen, where if I'm looking at something and I'm trying to look at someone's history, I might scroll back. If I start liking posts or commenting on posts that you did two years ago, it looks very creepy, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> it just does. Like, Wow wow, Rachel really had to scroll back far. Like she, she was, she was checking She's out stalking. my stuff. I've got a stalker. Right. Exactly. I mean, I, I've had that happen before and either I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. They really took time to get to know me or depending on what it is, like, wow, they really took time to get to know me, you know? So, <laughs> right. so having again, lots of different mediums, 
not just Facebook, no. but if you have the same content, the same video content on YouTube, it's not weird on YouTube to comment or watch something from two years ago and, and you know, make a, I don't know, like or share it or whatever it may be. But it's just funny that it can be the same content on two different platforms and one is a little bit, okay, that's kind of weird. And then the other is completely acceptable. So yeah. making sure that, and that's called leverage, right? Taking one piece of content, putting it out in all the different platforms that all the different social media platforms or podcasts, or even taking this podcast here, taking a, a 30 second little clip, maybe taking five 30 second little clips that make sense. Now you have content for, for two weeks. Yeah. One video, one minute, one take. I mean, seriously, that's a, a good challenge. If you're saying, hey, I don't have time, one minute, one video, one minute, one take. If you do that three times and there's apps on your phone, you know, I did my 60 days to 60 challenge last year and that was how I did it. It's like, I just got to get it done. Yeah. And you can get these lovely books love right here. And um, I know these two, Ms. Ginger Bell and Carl White. And I'm telling you, Ginger, I reference these books all the time. And I feel like I've got ideas for days, but um, for those of you who haven't seen, or maybe you're just listening, um, it is a 52 weeks of ideas, uh, a book that Ginger and Carl put together. And it's, it's so valuable. It'll well, I didn't pay her for this. She's no, you didn't. I just love it. And I think it's really smart. So it, it has a quote on one side and there's, there's one for every week. And then it's, it's that same idea of of creating a habit, right? It's always the first one. Okay, if you're scripting this out for the first time, what's the topic of your video? Number two, what's your opening hook? Number three, what are your three points? And then obviously you always want to give them a call to action. What do you want them to do? And I think creating a habit um, of doing something like this, it's really helpful. It's yeah. helpful for people who are new and helpful for people who maybe are more seasoned with video, but just are having a moment where they don't want to think too hard. You can look at that. And it has right. really... Um, been a great tool for me. Yeah. So thank you. Well, thank you. And honestly, that's why Carl and I did it because we were having conversations with branch managers who were saying, hey, I, I don't do any kind of videos for consumers. I don't need to, but I am recruiting. So what can I do? So it's like, we'll start off with a quote and then lean into that. And I think that's the other thing too, for those of you who are watching, listening, you're always recruiting, whether it's you know, a, a new real estate agent, whether it's a new customer, whether it's a new employee. Sometimes we think it's about sales. It's not about sales. You are always recruiting. And by having a solid message out there on leadership, it can also help you as a leader, whether you're a branch manager, whether you're the president of a big company, it can help you in retention as well. And so those are things because when you're doing videos um, that talk about leadership, that talk about, and, the, and I think that's part of it, Rach, is just, you know, what are the other kind of videos that you should be doing? Because those are the kind of things that stand out when you're looking at someone as well. So having those videos out there, talking about leadership, problem solving, you know, Scott, you're awesome about all the videos that you do on solutions and answers and things like that, but also just those lessons as far as, you know, 
staying motivated. How do you stay motivated? You know, how do you manage your time? Um, you know, we've been through a changing market over the past year. And so, you know, how, how do you manage your team? Um, you know, all of those kind of things. It doesn't always have to be just directed for the, you know, for the consumers and your real estate agents really need some of that right now as well. Yeah. The interesting thing that, and I can tell you for when um, we've, when I've done leadership videos, um, you know, or motivational videos or anything like that, those are the videos that are shared most often because people want to share that with someone they know that may be like, hey, they could use this right now. And so if you're, you know, if you're already doing videos for consumers, great. Add in something else that talks about leadership, motivation. It doesn't always have to be about a product, right? Yeah, Absolutely. It shouldn't be because then they're going to be like, oh, I've seen, been there, done that, seen that you know, it's going to get stale really quick, maybe not for you, but for, for your audience. So, you know, make them, make them wonder what you're going to post next. Oh, okay. It's Rachel. She always has something interesting to say. I wonder what it is today. Yeah. So keep them on their toes. That's right. I love it. We have so many good sound bites from you, girl. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, we can add a bunch of shorts out of this. We can definitely pull some shorts out of this for sure. So um, if I don't see any questions coming in, if you do have questions, Rachel, how can people get in touch with you? So, well, let's see here. You can go on Facebook. Find me on Facebook, Rachel Tresh, T-R-E-S-C-H. Don't forget the A in Rachel for awesome. Yes. R-A-C-H-A-E-L. <laughs> um, LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, I think Instagram is just Rach, Rach Tresh. Um, TikTok is either Rachel Tresh or Yellow Brick Loan because I love the Wizard of Oz. And <laughs> also on my podcast is Lending Leadership and you can check out lendingleadership.com. But that's a lot of different places, a lot of different love languages that I just <laughs> threw out there, but any one of those will work. I love that. And definitely check out Rachel's podcast, Lending Leadership. If you go to lendingleadership.com, I think that's brilliant. Um, podcasts are definitely something that you should be doing. Um, Rachel, you have yours. Scott, you have yours. I've done several. We've got this one. Um, and uh, I was actually working on some content yesterday about podcasts. And they're saying podcasts are the, the new form of blogging, Scott. So uh, you did blogging for many, many years. So your transition into uh, doing the podcast is great. So Rachel, thank you so much. It's always good to see you. Thank I look you. forward to seeing, I'll get to see you in about a month in uh, Puerto Rico. And I'm so excited. Uh, Scott, thank you so much. You guys make sure and tune in next week. We have Blaine Rada, who is the national senior national training uh, director for ArchMI. And, uh, he wrote a book about a big journey he did, took a month off. And uh, so he's going to share that as well as some, you know, tips he does for training. And he has a podcast too. So um, you got to check him out. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye.